This is Mike Pankow here. Usually the first voice you'd hear is Chris Lanuti, but unfortunately Chris has a little problem with his voice today. Imagine that, a guy who makes a living on podcasts without a voice. That's kind of a rough spot to be in. Hopefully Chris will be better over the next week or two when we have more shows, but I'm going to be doing this solo today, and today's guest in a few minutes will be C3 Wrestling's promoter, Chris Classic Williams. All right. Before we get to Chris Classic, a few things to get into. Um, this past weekend, we saw AEW Revolution, and we will dig into this a little deeper with Chris Classic. Uh, AEW presented Revolution Sunday night in Jacksonville at Daly's Place, and the main event saw AEW champion Kenny Omega retain the championship over John Moxley and an exploding barbed wire match. And as advertised, lots of blood, lots of explosions, well, except for that dud at the very end where it just kind of fizzled out when um, Moxie had already been beaten. Um, Omega and the Good Brothers did a number on him after the match. Uh, Moxie was laid, um, laid to waste. Uh, he was left for dead in the middle of the ring. His um, um, former buddy, former adversary, and now I guess again buddy, Eddie Kingston comes out, covers him up to try to... Um, prevent Moxie from getting hit with um, explosions or shrapnel or whatever, but explosions were dud, and a lot of people were talking on social media, on Busted Open Radio, about it really, really spoiled the end of the match. I mean, it kind of did, but I don't think it took away from most of the card, which I thought was an outstanding show. Um, Omega retaining the title going forward, interesting. I think Moxley will come back, and then there may be, I don't know how they are going to be at the top this match, but it'll be interesting to see if Moxley and Omega do rematch again. A um, couple other things from that show before we move on. Sting and Darby Allen defeat Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, a.k.a. Team Taz. It kind of took place in an abandoned building. It was a cinematic-style match, as we've been seeing during the pandemic era in professional wrestling. Sting pinned Ricky Starks after Darby and Cage basically took each other out. Crazy, crazy match, some sick bumps, uh, Darby going through a glass window, uh, Darby delivering an elbow on the cage, and, and both of them kind of falling the floor down. I mean, there had to be some props there. I mean, otherwise they might be seriously injured. But I'm not liking Darby Allen's chances to retain the TNT Championship this week on Dynamite because he's going to have to face Scorpio Sky this week. And Scorpio Sky won the six-person Face of the Revolution ladder match to become the number one contender at the TNT Championship. Great win for Scorpio Sky. Uh, I thought for a second they were teasing that Cody Rhodes was going to win. I'm kind of glad they went with Scorpio Sky. He's a he's a guy in the business that's paid his dues. He's been part of SCU, former tag team champion. I think now is the right time to push him to the moon. I think he ends up winning the TNT Championship on Wednesday night. Uh, a couple other things from Revolution real quick. The opening match on the main card, the Young Bucks retained the AEW Tag Team Championships over Chris Jericho and MJF. There could be some problems with the inner circle. I mean, they already had Sammy Guevara quit. Uh, Jericho gave the back elbow to Wardlow, knocked him off the apron. Now, Wardlow is MJF's heavy, his bodyguard. So there could definitely be some more cracks in the inner circle. 
And personally, I think Proud and Powerful, Santana and Ortiz are going to eventually break out on their own too. And also look for the former Zelina Vega, a.k.a. Thea Trinidad, to possibly show up in AEW and maybe manage Proud and Powerful. I would love to see that trio. I think they could do some serious damage, and they can contend with the Young Bucks for the championships at some point. And finally, the big announcement, the Hall of Fame-worthy surprise that Paul White promised at Revolution turned out to be Christian, or a.k.a. Christian Cage, as he will be known in AEW. Maybe not as strong of an introduction as I thought Kurt Angle would have been, but Christian has a history. Um, he, is, he is Hall of Fame worthy. Uh, he kind of built himself back up in TNA Impact a number of years ago before his first return to WWE. I'm a little surprised that Christian made this jump because he came back at the Royal Rumble a few weeks ago. I thought maybe he'd be involved with Roman Reigns and Edge at WrestleMania in terms of being involved in the decision of that match. But he decided to move on. Tony Khan offer he couldn't refuse. And there he is in AEW, Christian Cage. Dynamite last week, we saw Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill defeat Cody Rhodes in Red Velvet. Cargill pins Velvet after Shaq went through a table as Cody dove on him. Shaq really sold that like a champ. It was a pretty well put together match uh, for a celebrity being involved. I thought Shaq did a nice job. Real quick. Congratulations to the new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley, the almighty. He defeated The Miz to finally become the new WWE champion after about 15 years in both the wrestling and MMA worlds. Lashley is a guy I've really liked, even since 2008 when he was fighting John Cena for the championship back in the day. I just love what the Hurt Business brings with MVP as the leader, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander as the Raw Tag Team Champions, and now the head of the class... The sort of the raw head of the table, sorry Roman Reigns, Lashley, the new WWE champion. Locally, Chicago area wrestling, Powell Entertainment last weekend at Rumpel's in Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. In the main event, Tyler Sullivan and Kazile, yes, I pronounced it right finally, Kazile, defeated Powell champion Pauly Tomaselli and Vic Capri. The decision came when Kazile pinned Tomaselli. That sets up a POW championship match for April the 3rd. They're back in Rumpel's on that day. This coming weekend, and we'll talk to it in depth with Chris Classic in a few minutes, Saturday afternoon, March 13th, C3 Wrestling in Hammond, Indiana. We'll have Caesar Dragon, the C3 champion, against Cell Block, and also another match that should be good, Just Amazing and John West. And also this weekend in Milwaukee, Saturday night, Bruce City Wrestling back at the Waukesha Elks Lodge outside Milwaukee. And before we get to Chris Classic, a few other local tidbits. And now with the weather getting warmer, with restrictions being relaxed a little bit with the pandemic, several Chicagoland promotions announcing returns or impending returns. Warrior Wrestling announced its return. Three outdoor shows at Marion Catholic High School this summer, one in June, July, and August. And already booked for that first show in June, Warrior Wrestling Champion Trey Miguel, Thunder Rosa, IWTV Independent Champion Lee Moriarty, and the latest name to be added to that, former Windy City Slam podcast guest, Beastman. Also, Freelance and Freelance Underground are working on a show, and it's going to be taped for streaming, and there'll be more to come on that. But on the poster, we see a guy that hasn't been in the ring in about a year. Freelance Underground Champion GPA is on the poster, so it'll be cool to see him back in action. Laney Luck, 
and, if, and some of the other freelance favorites are also on the poster. So we'll have to see how that comes out. Stay tuned to Freelance Wrestling and Freelance Underground for more on that. Chicago Style Wrestling announced its return Friday, March 19th at the Bruin Eagles Club. And the good news for CSW is, sounds like they're going to be starting a regular schedule as well. So stay tuned for that. So a couple weeks out, Friday the 19th at the Berlin Eagles Club for them. And AAW Pro also announced its return. I don't believe they've had a show since November. They're doing a show April 3rd in Villa Park. So that's your local Chicagoland Roundup from Windy City Slam. And in just a moment, we will talk to you, Chris Classic Williams. Stay tuned. Uh, we're welcoming to the show for the first time C3 Wrestling Promoter Chris Classic Williams. Chris, how you doing today? I'm doing fine. Uh, I can't complain. It's a wonderful day today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Um, uh, kind of doing this on the fly with my partner Chris Lanuti, but uh, here goes everything. Um, so first of all, we're going to get into C3 Wrestling, which is. This Saturday, March the 13th, at the Gene Shepherd Community Center, Hammond, Indiana, 1 p.m. Uh, before we get into the card and you know some of the storylines going into that, how long has C3 Wrestling been around, and what is the mission for the company? Uh, C3 Wrestling has been around since uh, 2019. Uh, our first show was uh, called Press Start, and it was uh, January 19th, uh, 2019. So... Uh, C3 is, the three is actually Q, uh, an exponent, because it's three C's, so it's, uh, Classic Collision Course Wrestling. So I just thought that it would be kind of cool to just have an exponent for the three. So that's how I, uh, came up with the name. Um, the reason why it's here and here to stay was because I've been a fan of wrestling since I was a little kid watching it with my great-grandfather and my uh, brothers. And I've been wrestling since uh, 2012, so mm -hmm. it's nine years in the business. So I've seen a lot of things that I like. Then a couple of things I'd be like, hey, if I ran a company, I would do this differently. Or uh, I think I can give other guys opportunity because these people, they aren't getting the opportunity they deserve to show that they can be the stars of not only just the Midwest, but possibly bigger companies. So that's how C3 Wrestling came to, uh, came to be. And you have certain values that you try to kind of uh, behold when you uh, run the company as well. Uh, talk a little bit about um, some of the values you have. Well, we, C3, we try to do things more community-based. Um, with everything going on with, like, kids or families not having a lot of things to do, even before the COVID pandemic, we just wanted to do things to help serve the community. You know, uh, as a church goer, the biggest thing that we need to learn how to do is to help people and also serve others. So my second show, Unsung Heroes, we decided to give away free backpacks to the uh, kids. And we all, it was also a free show for the kids. We wanted to give back because, you know, school supplies can also be expensive. So we had school supplies in the bags as well. And then uh, the, la the other show we had in uh, 2020 called PSA, we worked with a, uh, a, uh, a, a, a academic school, um, ECUEA, East Chicago Urban Enterprise. And 
We gave free tickets to the kids that were on the honor roll because having good grades in school, that is very mandatory, that's very necessary, but I also think that we need to reward the kids. So we really do try to go out as much as we can and try to help the community the best way we can, if possible. That is awesome, Chris. I tip my cap to you for uh, being such a great uh, servant and great community leader in, uh, in running C3 Wrestling. Uh, this week, it. Yeah, this weekend you have the show called Highway to Sell, that's C-E-L-L, and that's because the challenger for the C3 Championship, his name is Cell Block. He's, what, what 6'9", 400-some-odd pounds, right? Yes, that's correct. And he's facing the champion, uh, let me see if I have this right, Caesar Dragon, correct? Correct. Okay. That's correct. Tell me a little bit about the background of this match. Well, we, um, almost every show, we try to have something called a grand chance opportunity. Uh, what a grand chance opportunity is, it's similar to Money in the Bank, but it's a little bit different. It's not... Some matches are battle royals. That's the most popular. And the winner would get a grand chance. And sometimes it could be a triple threat or a, even a one-on-one. Ironically, Caesar Dragon, he became the C3 champion with the battle royal. Everyone was under the impression that it was going to be just a battle royal for the grand chance opportunity. But he outlasted everyone and wound up being our first C3 champion. So with that being said, the last person to win the Grand Chance uh, opportunity was Silver. And see, uh, the last show, five, which happened in November, Caesar Dragon actually won against me. Now, unfortunately, I got injured, but the show had to go on. And after that match, Cell Block was about to cash in his opportunity. And Caesar and even C. Red, who's a great guy, they convinced him to wait till the next show. So that's how Cell Block decided to cash in for the next show. It's the highway to sell. Very cool. Yeah, you got you to gotta make that money somewhere, lead up to that big next big show, which is obviously this Saturday in Hammond, Indiana. Yeah, yes. A lot of other young, hungry-type talent on this show. And another match that kind of caught my eye when I was looking at the lineup were two really, really great young African-American men uh, just amazing, who uh, runs his own company, True Privilege Wrestling, along with his wife, K.O. Kendra. He's taking on John West, who was the, the man behind Black Wrestlers Matter last year. So th- this should be an interesting match, a fun clash in the ring between two very, very good men. Um, tell me a little bit about this match and both of those guys. Okay, well, this match was actually supposed to happen at 5 in November last year. But um, it, it was some, I forgot exactly what, I believe, uh, I believe John was uh, around someone sick with COVID or something. It was something that, I, I forgot the details, unfortunately. So the match, I was like, I definitely want to still have this match because this is what the fans wanted to see. The fans wanted to see it. A lot of people shared it. They were uh, anticipating this match. So when I decided to have the match, I mean, I decided to have Highway to Sell, I was like, uh, why don't we um, do it again? So I talked to John, and then John said that he was available, and I told him that uh, we should do it again, and then they both agreed. So that's how that happened. Now, with Just Amazing, well, I want to say, first of all, both of these guys who run these companies, they're doing a great job. Uh, I've always heard great things about both of them. 
uh, with Just Amazing, I've actually started my uh, wrestling career with him. He started, we started in the same company. So that's how we developed the brotherhood to now even being a family. So with him, he was doing a lot of wrestling moves that a lot of people weren't doing at the time. And then even when people started doing a lot of things, what he does and what other people do, he decided to train with Lucha. So the guy has an unlimited arsenal. And with John West, I've heard a lot of great things about John West. And I was like, okay, well, these two are going to put on a great match because these guys are very talented and I also believe that they are the future of wrestling. That's awesome. That should be a very uh, uh, important match during C3 Wrestling this weekend. Uh, any other matches that you want to highlight while we have you on the on the call here? Okay, um, yes. We have a um, the uh, Urban uh, Culture Championship match, and that's a uh, fatal four-way. It's between uh, the juggernaut Mike Strong, Jackson P. Larkin, the Dream Breaker Ann Stone, and uh, Sam Knight. Four guys that are very talented once again. They're very hungry. Even though Aaron Stone has a title, he's always showing his hunger as a competitor and also a wrestler. So I decided to have four guys go at it for the belt. And Larkin, who I've met at a uh, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling Show where I actually seen him wrestle, and I was impressed with his performance. Mm -hmm. And then even his uh, promos that he's been putting out, along with Sam Knight and Mike Strong, I was like, okay, well, these guys, they'll put on a great match. The uh, tag match is uh, legit. The tag champions versus uh, Mike Valentine and uh, Gunnar Brave. Uh, legit won the belts at five when they beat the uh, modern-day sharpshooters in a uh, great match. Um, there's also Devin uh, August versus Marcelo Spade. Spade made his debut at five where he tried to take advantage of attacking uh, Cassidy. Unfortunately, he wasn't successful, but it was still a great back-and-forth match. Um, then there's also Miles um, Mercer versus uh, Cassidy Keith. Miles Mercer of the ARC against Cassidy Keith of the Spirit of Detroit. That will be a great competitive match. So, yeah, I think the whole, uh, the whole card is going to be um, very entertaining. So, uh, Chris, before we move on to some other stuff, tell people real quick how um, people can join Highway to Sell, how they can attend the show, uh, stuff like that. Okay. Um, once again, uh, the address is uh, the Gene Shepherd Community Center. That is 3031 JF Mahoney Drive, Hammond, Indiana, 46323. Uh, you can also buy tickets at paypalme.iamclassic. Tickets are only $5 for kids and only 10 for adults. Um, you can pay at the door or you can just print out the uh, PayPal ticket and also we'll have the uh, PayPal receipts as well. So any sort of uh, restrictions uh, due to COVID at all? Uh, mask. We have to wear, uh, the uh, audience have to wear a mask. I want to keep my wrestlers protected and I want to keep them safe. Uh, the, uh, the few last few matches shows I've ran. I've spaced out the uh, chairs, the seating, and I've also spaced out the seating from the ring because, you know, I don't want that on my conscience to have a lot of guys. They're coming from Detroit. They're coming from Iowa. They're coming from many places, and I don't want them to get sick on my time, you know, to perform for guys. You know, it's still a risk out there. So 
And please have your mask. Um, please do social distance. And we'll have a great show. Awesome. Good deal. Um, now, I've been watching a little bit of your YouTube channel, the Take It Home podcast, is where you just kind of sound off for like 10, 15, 20-minute bites at a time, kind of your takes on professional wrestling, some of your personal experiences, as well as stuff from AEW and WWE. Now, last night, or so, this past Sunday night, we had AEW Revolution, which is one of their big four pay-per-views. Uh, great show all around. A couple of quirky things at the end with the uh, – the pyro or the, the exploding barbed wire not really going off as much as it should have. But what was your take on that show last night, uh, Chris? Honestly, um, I criticize AEW about as much as I criticize uh, WWE or even Impact or any other wrestling company that I see. So I just want to have that as a disclaimer because I know a lot of people, when you dislike a show, not saying I dislike it, Sometimes people just feel like you just hate the company in general. I don't, I don't have any hate in my body. Um, for what I've seen from Revolution, because this was actually the first uh, AW pay-per-view I bought. I enjoyed it. It was a couple things that I'd have been like, oh, man, like that just didn't work. You know, with the exploding ring, I think everyone felt the same way. I think we were like, that's it. And, you know... Especially being the main event, you know, we a lot of people were critical on it. Um, there was a couple things with the ladder. I think, honestly, I hate to say it, but I didn't really like the ladder match that much. Mm -hmm. I did like that Scorpio Sky one, though. I will say that. I, I didn't, like, that. The, I didn't yep. like the ladder match in general. I think, I don't know if the guys were scared. I felt like they were trying to set up stuff. They were taking too long with, like, Lance Archer. I think uh, they were supposed to do, like, a power bomb on the ladder on him, but he was just standing, he was just laying on all fours waiting. And, yeah, I, I also didn't like Cody's spot in it, too. You know, it was like we kind of anticipated that he was going to come back, and he did. So, yeah. yeah, it was just, but other than that, like, I, I like the direction. I want to say I like the wrestling that they're doing, like the wrestling moves are very solid, but there are a couple of things that they can work on just like any other company. Mm -hmm. And I agree with uh, you about Scorpio Sky. This is a guy I really thought could have gotten a push a lot sooner. He had a TNT championship match against Cody a few months ago. Did really well. In, match, yeah. yeah. Did really well in that. Did not get the win, but I really, really like his upside. He's a veteran in the business. He's really paid his dues. I think Wednesday night he ends up winning the title from Darby Allen, considering the beating that Darby took in that cinematic match uh, with Darby and Sting against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. That was a crazy, crazy match as well. Uh, yeah. any, anything else? from Revolution that kind of stuck out to you. Uh, what do you think of the introduction of Christian Cage, for instance? That's a good question, actually. Um, I, I'm hearing a lot of people, they like, they don't like that it's Christian Cage, but I don't mind it. Like, we have to realize that Christian Cage made a name for himself better in when he went to uh, TNA, when it was called TNA. Yep. And he became a main eventer there. He wasn't considered a main eventer in WWE, unfortunately. And this is the this is the cold truth about the situation was that they wanted Edge, they didn't want Christian. There were times where you know they were talking about the uh, sticker gate where Vince wanted to put Christian's uh, face covered with a sticker, but he went to M he went to Impact Wrestling or TNA and he made a name for himself. He was a multiple time champion. He put on great matches. 
called himself the instant classic, had great matches with Kurt Angle and so many other people. Hmm. So a lot of people were assuming that he had signed with WWE because he did show up at the uh, Royal Rumble. Yep. And then a lot of people were hoping that he would have something to do with WrestleMania. So for him signing, it was a shocker. And, and I'm all for it. Like I said, I, I, he's a very talented athlete. He's a great worker. I think that, and I'm probably going to make a video about it, but I do think that he made the right decision for himself. If he still wanted to be an active wrestler and compete, I think that, I don't think WWE would have had his best interest in mind. Yeah, I was a little surprised it was Christian myself. I almost thought he might have played a role in that Edge-Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania, like maybe some jealousy that, again, Edge was kind of overshadowing him, and he would come over and... Uh, cost Ace the title, chance at the title. So I guess this is an interesting little move for Christian himself and for AEW as well. I mean, did yeah. you did you expect, um, I don't know if you expected Christian, but who were you expecting to be the big surprise? Um, the rumors that I believe was possibly Kurt Angle. Um, I truly didn't believe it was going to be Brock Lesnar. That was another one that a lot of people were assuming yeah. that it was going to be uh, Brock Lesnar. And, you know, I don't think that he would fit in since the AEW style because of the kind of matches they put on. So, um, like I said, uh, I really like people were hyping because Kurt Angle made like a video of him putting on wrestling gear and everything like that. So a lot of people was assuming it was going to be Kurt Angle. Mm -hmm. uh, Bully Ray also, he did something. He spelled that revolution somewhere. So I, I was curious. I, it was kind of one of the selling points to why I even bought the pay-per-view, to be honest. Besides, like, a couple matches that I wanted to see, um, that was that was a good... That was that was a good turnout. I think that, like I said, Christian, you know, it was a lot of people were upset, but if you look at his career outside of WWE, it's, his, his career in WWE is legendary, but his career outside is also legendary for what he did for TNA, so... Yeah, I think he's going to be great. You know, I'd love to see if uh, Scorpio Sky ends up winning that TNT championship. Scorpio Sky, Christian Cage, in a series of matches would be amazing. I really, really think those two would hit it off really, really well in the ring. Yes, I agree. I like Christian. I think Christian Cage is, like I said, I believe he was underrated in WWE. And I think when he went to TNA, they saw his potential. They saw that he could be a main eventer. And then when he went back to WWE, they kind of teased that they were going to make him a main eventer. And then when he won the World Heavyweight title the first time, he lost it for two days to Randy Orton. And then that feud with them was kind of horrible. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah, I, I think that Christian, like, I think him versus Scorpio Scott would be a great match. I think him versus Darby Allen would be a uh, great match as well. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of young guys that can that can wrestle there that could have great matches, you know, especially with a ring that like uh, Christian Cage. Also, it was a huge week, not only in AEW, but in WWE as well. The Miz, who had just cashed in Money in the Bank a couple weeks ago to become the new WWE champion, is now already an ex-champion, a former champion, as Bobby Lashley finally breaks through, wins the WWE Championship by beating The Miz. Uh, I just love Lashley. I love the Hurt Business. When MVP came back and aligned himself with Lashley, and then they brought along Cedric, Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin, and of course now they're the Raw Tag Team Champions. 
I just love the Hurt Business faction, and I love the fact that finally, after all these years, and I thought Lashley had it back in 2008 when he fought John Cena. I thought he should have been champion then. I, I saw it then. I mean, yeah, some, someone's going to say, oh, maybe his promos weren't right, blah, blah, blah. Maybe he wasn't ready, blah, blah, blah. I thought he was ready back then. He went to Impact, did a great job, was their champion, dominated there, came back, and now he finally is in a rightful place as WWE champion. What's your take on that, Chris? Um, like you said, um, I was in one of the videos that I made on my YouTube channel, I said the same thing. You know, I was uh, a teen when he uh, debuted, so that was, it, was, it was a while back, and this was the uh, Ruthless Aggression Era, yep. and I, I saw the guy, and it was like, you see guys like Batista or even Brock Lesnar, you see a guy that's agile like that and also served in the military and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you were like, oh my God, this guy's going to be a champion soon. And, you know, I was one of the ones that was harping for him to beat Cena for the WWE Championship when he had the match. And then it was like, even when he lost, I was like, oh, well, he's going to he's gonna eventually win the championship if he sticks around. And then my heart sank when he got released. And, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, I, I thought that, like, you know, usually when you see guys that are like that or are very athletic, they can go to anything they want to do. I thought he was done with wrestling. But then he did MMA, and then he was going in and out of uh, Impact Wrestling. And that's just going even going to the point of Christian Cage was that he made a name for himself, a bigger name for himself when he went to Impact and had those matches with uh, Drew Galloway, a.k.a. Drew McIntyre, yep. Bobby Roode, Kurt Angle. He had all of these great matches and they were calling him Walking Armageddon. I mean, like, come on, man, like Walking Armageddon? Like, <laughs> and then he won, like, like, all the titles at one point. So I think, like, Impact has done a great job with showing WWE anybody else that this guy was talented. And then even MVP with, uh, was the Beatdown Gang, I believe they were called in Impact. The Beatdown Clan. So, and then you fast forward now, and then you have, uh, speaking on the Hurt Business, you have Sean Benjamin, a guy who I felt personally should have won the Money in the Bank Championship at least once or twice because of the stuff that he's done. Then you also have Cedric Alexander, who I personally personally thought should have won the Cruiserweight Classic because of how he was working and also how he was selling the fact that he wanted to win, the emotions that was in it. So for him to be signed, that was good. So to throw them together with Bobby Lashley and have MVP as the lead, narrowing all the way down to them having championships and even Bobby Lashley looking dominant against the Miz, it, it was a wonderful thing. It was a uh, wonderful feeling. I felt like it was long overdue, but I'm glad that it has happened. So, with uh, like I said, congratulations to the Herb Business. Congratulations to Bobby Lashley. Like, this was something that many of us wanted. And then even when he came back, everyone was like, oh, my God, he's going to be in the uh, main event. But unfortunately, it was the Lana situation. It was the uh, Sami Zayn situation. It was uh, bending over and, like, smacking his backside. Like, it was just a whole bunch. Lana and Rusev. (laughs) Yeah. So it's great to see that uh, he's in the main event for now. Hopefully, he'll keep it for WrestleMania and have a WrestleMania moment. I would love to see him get a run. Um, yeah. Before I let you go, a couple more things. Uh, I was noticing, looking through some of your personal Facebook, that you have a, an interest in classic video gaming. Now, what draws you to classic games? Um, ever since I was little, I uh, played video games. So, 
uh, was some of the few systems that I had was the uh, original NES, and then we also had like the uh, Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. So uh, my mom, she basically gave those away, and then we went to like the PlayStation, and then that's how we would gradually go to other systems. So when I had a job and then I also had a place to stay, I was like, you know what? I think I want to start collecting some of the old games that I had and games that I didn't have when I was younger because I didn't have the money for it. So that's how my love for video games, it, it came back, basically. I would buy systems like, I'm um, looking now, I have like a Sega Dreamcast in the box, the Wii. Uh, this weekend, I just bought the uh, PS1. The smaller version. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I have uh, the Sega 32X. As horrible as that system was, I bought it. Um, <laughs> I, I, I even have um, some games that were way before my time, like uh, the uh, Atari 2600, yep. 5200, mm -hmm. 7800, and I even have the uh, Atari Jaguar. And I also have the uh, Intellivision. <laughs> Uh, Coleco Vision as well. I grew up on yeah. those. Huh? I grew up on those. <laughs> yeah, I actually like the uh, Coleco Vision, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's very it's it's you know I admire these older systems, and I have like the newer systems too. But I like I kind of admire the older systems because they're like rare and they were kind of easy. Like it looks like they're easy to even make now compared to how game systems are. Mm -hmm. So. It was easy for me to fix, like, the NES. I had, like, three NESs at one time, and they weren't cutting on. So when I opened it, I realized it was wires that had to be soldered. So I figured out how to do that. So oh. that's, how my, that's how my interest in games happened. So. Now, is that where you got the name Classic from, or is there some other uh, uh, reason that you got Classic? Um, Classic, that was, like, one of the first wrestling names I came up with. So, <laughs> um... When I first started wrestling, I was like, ah, what's going to be my wrestling name? What's going to be my wrestling name? So, ah, Chris Classic, that sounds right. And then the uh, Sega font, that came, like, a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's why. And then I kind of I kind of like the name, you know. I like the definition of it. And then, like, a lot of people call me that now. So, yeah, that's how it, that's how Chris Classic came to be. Awesome. All right, um... Of course, I, we can talk all day about anything and everything, but uh, I really appreciate your time, Chris. And before I let you go, uh, go ahead and promote your social media and where fans can find you, any merchandise or whatever, and if there's any other shows coming up besides C3. Um, you can follow me on uh, Facebook. Well, you can add me on Facebook. It's uh, Chris Classic Williams. Uh, Instagram is also, I believe, Classic Williams. Yeah, I believe it's the Classic Williams, if I the recall. Class, it's, yeah, it's the Classic Williams. Yep. Uh, you can also like my C3 Wrestling uh, Facebook page. Um, as far as YouTube, you can follow or subscribe to the Take It Home podcast, which is where I give an in-depth uh, analysis of a lot of things going on with wrestling. And on uh, YouTube, there's also C3 Wrestling on the YouTube channel, where I immediately upload the wrestling matches after the show, usually a day after. Um, I plan on doing something very, very special in June. I'll let everyone know March 13th at that show. I'm going to do something very special in June. So... 
I don't want to spoil it yet. <laughs> I won't steal your thunder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris. Thank you so very, very much for coming on the podcast today, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Great chat with Chris Classic Williams, the promoter for C3 Wrestling, as they have their big show this weekend in Hammond, Indiana, March 13th. Check it out. And now we turn to next week. Our next guest, we're going to get a little filthy. The guest is going to be Chicago-style wrestling champion, the Filth King, Brubaker. We'll talk to him about the return of CSW, his career, and much, much more. And that's going to do it for Windy City Slam today. So long, everybody. You're screaming because my name is...